The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara Yevamot. Masechet Yevamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha Varvacha Bechol Maaseyadav may be zocheh to raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nahat, he should have many more children with health and happiness, and he should have berachah bakol mikol kol, him and his entire family, amen. Just a note of interest, as we study Masechet Yebamot, many of the cases need diagrams, we have chosen the Sefer Siurim Le Masechet Yebamot as our uh, book for the diagrams written by Aaron Shalomo Berabi Baruch Moshe Hafner available in the bookstore so we refer to pages we are using uh, that sefer Daf Today's daf is being studied in Nishmat Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihinu began Eden. Amen. We begin today's daf on Kafeh Amud Lishon, nine lines from the top. In the last sugya, we were learning about a lady and a man that there were rumors circulating uh, about them. Those rumors are called a kala, and we talked about rumors that are constant rumors, that's Kala de lo Pasik, and then we talked about rumors that come to an end, that's Kala de Pasik. In the last sugya, we said that on a rumor that is a non-ending rumor, she's a consistent rumor, so on such a rumor, even if there's no witnesses that actually saw any impropriety between the man and the lady, she must divorce her husband, and she's asura to the bu'il. And if she went with the bu'il, meaning she married him, the deen is yotziwa. They break them up. So that was on a type of rumor that is lo pasik. So the Gebaran says, vekala de lo pasik ad kama. Is how long is a non-ending rumor? Amar abaye amra li em. My mother told me, some say it's referring to his nurse, because Abiyah actually was a Yatom. Dome de Mata, which means the rumors of a city, or the suspicions that come in a city, Yoma Upalga, a day and a half. Which means if for a day and a half they're talking about it, that's already considered Kala, they don't pass it. So now the Gemara gives some conditions. It's only talking about words a day and a half straight, but there wasn't an interruption in between. But if it was interrupted in between, so it's considered kala de pasak because it was interrupted. And it's only talking what's considered an interruption that we we do not attribute interruption to any outside factors, which means it. The interruption was because of normal factors, not because of fear of anything. About pasak, mahmat but if we can attribute it to a factor, for example, uh, the people that are giving the rumors, now they're fearful to continue talking for whatever reason, mahmat So that's mahmat therefore it's still considered an unending rumor. Another condition, and this is talking about as well, that the fellow has no enemies. 
Aval ika oibim. But if the fellow, the perpetrator, has enemies, oibim ud apikule lekala. It is the enemies that he has that are circulating the rumor. So we cannot trust the rumor. So I have to be talking about where it's not coming from enemies, it's coming from regular people. Tenanatam, the Gemara quotes a Mishnah. Mishnah says, Hamotzi et ishto mishum shemra. Let's say a person divorces his wife because of shemra, meaning a bad rumor went out about his wife, and because of this rumor he divorced. Lo yahzir. He cannot take her back. We will see why immediately. Mishum neder lo yahzir. Or for example, let's say she made a certain neder on herself that he is unable to live with. And therefore he divorces her because of that neder. He cannot take her back subsequently. Why? Let's look at Rashi. Mishum neder lo yahzir. V'ta'ama mefereshatam b'sholeyah get. In Masirid Gitin it explains. Shim ata omer yahzir. If you're going to let the guy remarry that wife. Shim metelech zu etzel hakam le'achar shiniset. He's going to get divorced because he cannot take the neder. She's going to get married to somebody else. She subsequently is going to go to the rabbi, and the rabbi is going to make for her a darim. One of the ways that you can break a neder is, if the rabbi is able to find a reason, uh, retroactively, that if this and this was the situation when you have made the neder, and she says, no, I wouldn't have, so he can okir the neder l'mafreya. He can retroactively uproot the vow. So the concern is she's going to get married, after she gets married, she'll go to the rabbi, she'll uproot the neder, v'yatila nidra, v'yomara megaresh. Now the first husband that got divorced is going to say, ilu ha'iti yodaya sh'yesh sh'etel de neder sh'nadra, if I would have known that this neder, she was able to absolve herself from it, imayun hotnim li me'am maneh, even if they would have given me a hundred maneh, lo ha'iti megarsha, I would never have divorced her. Shayeta haviva alay biyotir, I really loved her. So what's going to happen now? By him saying that, he's uprooting his divorce retroactively. And now the children that she has from the second wife are considered mamzerim. Because really the get was not a get from the first husband. So how do we solve this from not happening? We tell the guy from the onset. We tell the guy from the beginning, listen, if you're divorcing your wife because of this, know that you could never take her back. Then if you really love her, go to the rabbi and try to get a hatara. Once he divorces her, we assume that he must really not like her anymore. Now we don't believe him. Which is now if she gets married to somebody else and subsequently breaks the neder, meaning absolves the neder, we don't trust him when he says, oh, if I would have known that she could have broke the neder, I would never have divorced her. You had your chance. We told you already from the beginning. So now that claim is considered chicken. And therefore, his claim is not a claim. She remains married to the second guy. Similarly, Mishun Shemra, next to she, she had Sa'aleha. Now let's say Shemra went on her, Lo Yahzir. 
cannot take her back. Again, the concern is she might marry somebody else. What's going to happen? There's going to be another rumor that nullifies the first rumor. Therefore, if I would have known that the first rumor would have been uh, broken, I would never have got divorced. So we tell the guy from the beginning, there's a rumor now, there's a chance that this rumor can go away. No, once you get divorced, it's finished, you're not going to be able to take her back. And therefore, we don't let him come along and say, if I would have known. You knew it already from the beginning, you can't change your mind. And again, the reason why they did this is because they don't want the children now of the second marriage to become Mamziri. Okay, so that was the cases over there. So the has a question. Shalach le-raba, barhuna le-raba, bar-rav Nachman. Yilamedenu rabbenu. Teach us, our rabbi. Kanas ma'u shiyutsi. Let's say the Baal, after he divorced her, in one of these two cases, he remarried her. It was a lot to remarry her. He remarried her. Okay, he said he shouldn't. What's the deen now? Ma'u shiyutsi. Do we force them to get divorced? Or do we say, listen, the rabbis didn't want him to remarry, but if he did, but the abad, it's okay. Now again, the only way he can remarry again is he has to, he has to say, if I would have known, I would never have uh, divorced. If the get is uh, uh, nullified, therefore they can, that's the only way he can get married. The is how far did the rabbis go that they force him to divorce. So Amaleh, so Rababa Rabnachman tells Ravuna, to tell Rababa Rahuna, Talina, what do you want? This is Bifirush Mishnah. Why well, does it say in the Mishnah? Our Mishnah. al eshet ish. Had a case of where there was a suspicion on a fellow that he went with eshet ish. yado. Now what happened? They forced the first husband to get a divorce. Right? Betin actually forced him to get a divorce. Afal pi shekanas yotzi. We learned that the nitan. I mean, the one that the rumors were on, if he indeed got married subsequently to this lady, Betty forces them to break, to get a divorce. Now, what's the logic? Let's review the logic of the case, why we don't want the fellow with the rumors to uh, marry the Khatahila. Because he's substantiating the rumors. Once there's rumors on this guy, and then he eventually marries this lady, so now what is he really doing? He's giving credibility to the original rumors. Because now the people say, ah, see, those rumors were right. Look, he ended up uh, marrying this lady. And therefore, uh, we do not, a person is not allowed to bring himself towards suspicion, like we learned on the previous uh, now. Similarly, when a person divorces his wife because of Shemra, Hachamim forbade him to marry again for the similar reason. Because once already he makes a Gidushin, what is he showing everybody? That the rumor is emit. That he's suspecting the rumor, that's why he's getting divorced. And therefore it makes sense that just like we forced the Nita'an in our Mishnah to give a Gidushin because it's substantiating the rumor, so to over here, once he gets married, we're going to force him to get divorced. Simply because what's the logic? When, he, when, when you got divorced in the first time, what did you show? That you believe the rumor is true. So now by getting married, so now it's like you're marrying somebody that uh, is a suit to you. Already the rumors was uh, substantiated by your first divorce. So we should also force him to get divorced.
That's the connection between the logics of the Mishnah in this case. That just like by the Mita'an, we don't let him get married the because he substantiates the original rumor. Then it's emit. If he does get married, then break it up. Get away. So similarly over here, when the guy got divorced in our case, that's because he's saying the rumor is emit. So once already the rumor is emit, we cannot let the guy uh, stay married to this lady. He should have to get a divorce. That's the Gemara's question. Gemara answers, there's no, there's, no, uh, there's no connection over here. That's the Gemara's answer. The Gemara says, no, there's no, there's no proof. Amaleh, Rabbi Baruna says, Midame, so what are you talking about? Are the cases analogous? Hatam Otsi'uha. Right. Ve'acha Otsi'ah. It's a big difference. In the case of our Mishnah, there was Edim. And since there was Edim, how do we know there was Edim? Because the Mishnah's language was Otsi'uha. Betin caused the first husband to get divorced. Betin only steps in when there's Edim. And therefore, of course, when there's Edim, of course the second, the, 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 the Ta'an has to get a divorce. She's Eshet Ishvadai. Over here, however, it's just Hotzi'ah. He, the husband did it on his own. The rumors remained rumors. They weren't substantiated. On his own he went and got divorced. So could be, uh, since he did it on his own, maybe we'll allow him to go back. So we have no Ra'ayah just because we don't let the Ta'an stay married, that we will not let this fellow stay married. Understand the difference? Comes the Gemara and says, Nachman." Oh, so quote Nachman. What was his connection? But Nitiname Hutsiatnan. He had a different Gersana Mishnah. In Al Mishnah, he also had a case of Hutsiyat, meaning the first husband just divorced her on his own, not because there was uh, rumors. That was uh, not like the Girsah that we have, which means, right? Uh, well, actually, the, it is the Girsah we have. We have in our text, Hotzi'ah. We changed it to Hotzi'ua. He has the original text of Hotzi'ah. And therefore, it's a case where there was no Edim. And therefore, she's, not, she's only Asur on the Nit'an, Midrabbanan. And therefore, they're similar. Since the lady that he married will only be Asur, let's say, Midrabbanan, just because of the... Rumor, and still what are we saying? You'll see, so to over here, this fellow, there's no witnesses, still Sudra Banan, Shimi, also, we'll see. So that was the comparison. The Akateh, the Gabbana says, still, Midame, it's still not a good uh, connection. Why? Hacha Baal. <laughs> Still different men we're talking about. Oh, there we're talking about the husband. Which means when the husband remarries the wife, it's not miguneh. It's not disgusting. Which means you can hear that the husband can remarry the wife that was legal to him. However, in the case it's talking about the bo'il. That's already a davar miguneh. This is the guy that the rumors were on, he's not even the husband. So you can hear in the Mishnah, why would be more Mahmir, that the Bo'il should be Mutsi, than the original Baal should be Mutsi. So there is still a uh, difference. Comes the Gemaran says, Amar Shapir Dame Ahadadi. Still, Rabbah Baravuna comes along and says, I still think the cases are comparable.
Why? Hacha amur banan lo yichnos fiim kanas yosi. Hacha name amri rabbanan lo yachzir im kanas yosi. Which means bottom line, the mechanics are the same. Okay, who it is? The Baal or the Bo'il? You have a case in the Mishnah. It's Yisud Rabbanan for them to get married. The rabbis told the Bo'il, do not be kones. Told Yisud Rabbanan, and what? Im kanas, you'll see. Here also, the rabbis told the original husband, we don't want you to get married to this lady. That therefore, im kanas, you'll see. Which means, it's the same, uh, the rabbinical Yisud. Uh, 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 that therefore, the Kaurad din should be the same. So that was Rabbah Barab Hunaz. Uh, answer back. Comes the and says, Veloi. No, no, it's not so. Not comparable. Hatam allume alleme lekala. In the case of the Nit'an, when he remarries or stays married to this lady, he's strengthening the rumor. Because after all, he's the Nit'an, he's the, he's the Bo'il. <coughs> However, Haka. In the case where the husband remarries his wife, Amrinan kam must be the husband investigated the rumors and found that the rumors are false, and that's why he married her. And therefore, there's a logic to say that by the husband he can stay married. Because he's not substantiating a rumor by staying married. On the contrary, by him staying married, he's, he's negating the rumor. It's as if he's saying... Now the people will say, he must have checked it out, he's not going to take this lady back. Mashing when the Bo'el goes, he's only feeding into the rumor that was before. So there's a logic to say that really in the Mishnah, the Nit'an has to be Yotzeh. Mashi'enken, in the case of uh, the husband, if he married in Kanas, lo Yotzi. The Gemara really leaves it as a Mahlok, uh, you really have two sides to this question. Now we move on. To the next Mishnah. Now, just as an introduction to the next Mishnah, we have a rule. When a person writes a get to his wife, he has to write the get lishma, which means for the for the sake of the people that are getting divorced. When the sofer, let's say, writes it, he has to write lishem this lady and lishem this husband. In Eretz Israel, they were baki, they were experts in this law of writing itin, the Shema. However, in Kutzla Ares, the Sufrim were not expert in this halakha. Therefore, the rabbis necessitated the following law. If a shaliyah brings a get from Medinat Ayam, from overseas, and he's bringing it to a uh, lady, he must uh, testify in front of the Bedin and say, <coughs> he must say that the get was written in front of me, and the witnesses signed their name in front of me. This is a way we, that we can ensure that the Shaliyah is telling us the get was written lishma. It was written for the sake of <coughs> this lady. And therefore, this is Dafka Din in Medinatayam. So the Mishnah says, Hamivi get Medinatayam. A guy brings a get from overseas. Vamar and he said in front of the Betin, Befanai Nechtav, which is the get was written in front of me, Ubefanai Nechtav, which means Nechtam, then it was signed in front of me as well. Lo Yisa et Ishto. So this Shaliyah now, he's not allowed to marry. This lady that just got divorced. Why not? 
because it looks it looks strange over here. It's a suspicion. It looks like that you know he's uh, bringing the get over here in order to to marry this lady. And after all, the get is only working through his testimony. So it's it's really he is responsible. The get alone, the document alone, is not strong enough. You need the testimony of the shaliyah in order to make the get happen. So therefore, since he's the one that's making the get happen, the execution, so therefore it doesn't look good if he's going to go now marry this lady. That she says, Since we're relying on his words, so we're, we're, we're concerned that people might say, you know, the guy must have testified falsely and to create a situation in order to marry this lady. Mishnah gives another case. Let's say a person comes and testifies and says, Mit. He tells a lady that he's a witness that her husband died, and therefore she is permissible to remarry. Now, when it comes to uh, this type of testimony, the rabbis were lenient that even one witness is enough. So therefore, one guy comes along and says, I saw, I'm Ed, met, your husband died. Or he goes even further and says, Hadak Thief, I killed him. <laughs> or he says, Hadak Nuhu, or he says he was part of a group, which means uh, we killed him. In either of the three cases, Lo Yisa Etashto, he cannot marry this lady. Why? Because since you're relying on his Edut, to mati the lady to get married. We're worried about rumors again that the people are going to say, ah, oh, the guy falsified uh, his testimony in order that he can marry the lady. That's she. Met haraktiv haragnuhu lo yisa ishto ho'il va'al eduto hinneset ikal lezut sefataim. Again, there's going to be uh, rumors. Maybe, you know, if his eyes are on this lady. <coughs> but the Hadush is, she can't get married, but to other people. So the Hadush of the rabbis is, she's only forbidden to the one that gave the testimony. But we will believe the fellow. Other people, which means we do believe him that she's that she's not married. It's just that we don't let her marry the one that gave the testimony. Rabbi Yudah argues, Rabbi Yudah if he comes along and says, "I'm the one that killed the husband," he says, "You don't accept that testimony at all." However, if he says he was part of the, a group, then already then already she can marry others. So the Bihu now will see why. And the Gemara makes the difference between Haraktiv and Haragnu. So we have a fantastic Mahlokan between Tanakama and the Bihuda. Tanakama says when it comes to either Haraktiv or Haragnu, for himself he's not believed. However, for Ahirim he is believed. The Bihuda comes along and says, no. When you say Haraktiv, he's not believed. Bichlal. Not for you, not for others. But for Haragnu, it's believed for others. So now the Gemara. Met? In the first case was met. No, that the Buddha doesn't argue. The Buddha argues in the case of Haraktiv. Mm-hmm. Menti agrees that should be mutar for others. others. Correct. Not for him. Not for him.
No, nobody. Everybody agrees so that we, ne- we don't allow any of the witnesses in these cases over here to marry the lady herself. The question is the gabei achirim. So the machlok of the biudah achirim is the gabei haraktiv. Achirim says haraktiv is matir laachirim, whereas the biudah says haraktiv is not matir laachirim. Now she explains here the logic of the biudah. Why, when he says haraktiv, he's not believed at all. That she says, Afidu le'acher alpiv, lefishu mesim atzmo rasha. Because by giving that testimony that he's the murderer, he's making himself a rasha. That Torah amra al-tashet rasha ed. We're not allowed to accept testimony from a rasha. So therefore his testimony is not accepted, not for him, and not for somebody else. Haragnu tenase ishto. The Gemara is going to explain this reason. Okay, so it comes to Gemara and begins its analysis. <coughs> the first Dean of the Mishnah. We said what? That if a guy comes with a get, and he says, so that he's making the get happen because of his testimony, so then we say the get is a get, but he cannot marry this lady. The whole reason is because it's coming from Medina Tayyam, you're relying on the testimony of the Shah, which means the get itself is not enough. The get needs validation by the words of the Shaliyah, so he's making it happen. But when he brings it from Eretz Yisrael, we're not relying on him. He's just a courier. The document itself speaks for itself. We don't need him to, we don't need him to validate the get. So it's much but in that case, it's not coming through or from him, so he'd be able to marry the um, the lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Gemara asks the question, When the guy comes along and testifies, Met. Which means we're not relying on his testimony per se. Why? Because we have a statement that really says, when a guy says, Met, uh, your husband died. The reason why we let the lady be married is because Isha Daika Umin Seba. Because a lady investigates and analyzes to make sure it's true before she gets married. So therefore, it's also not coming from him. It's really coming from the lady's investigation that she makes. Daika Umin Seba. And therefore, Uktani Lo And still it says what? Lo so what's the difference? If a guy comes from Eretz Yisrael, it's mashma, it's not from him. Therefore it's okay. So the Chara, when he says met, it's also not from him. Yeah. The reason why she's getting me married is because of Isha Daikam and Seba. So why lo Yisai Tishtob? So the Gemara says, an answer. Hatam leka ketaba. Hacha ika ketaba. Which means, in the case of the guy who testifies met, Leka ketabah, there's no shtar, there's no document. So really, it's based on his words. Now, even though we're not relying on his idut in totality, but we're relying on his words, let's say, bimiksat, partially. And therefore, he's not going to be able to marry. Mashiach, in the case of the get, Me'eris Yisrael, we're not relying on him at all. Which means the get already speaks to himself, he just delivered the mail. So therefore, in the case where there's a, a get, that speaks for itself. From Eretz Yisrael. We don't need to say, Bifanai Nechta, Bifanai Nechta. Because Eretz Yisrael, the Batedinim were Baki in the law of Lishma. And therefore, they don't have to say what's written in front of me. He just has to bring the gate over. Mm-hmm. So when does a 
Tav, so that's already, he's removed from it. If we can marry the lady. But Sheikin, when he says mad, although, you're right, it's not fully, uh, uh, we don't need him, because but still, it's coming from his words, there's no paper here, outside of his words, so therefore, it's too close. Therefore, we don't want people to talk, therefore, cannot marry. And we actually have a proof to this. The Mishnah, says over here, certain ladies, we give them an imanut. Uh, if a lady, let's say, comes and brings a get from Medina Tayyam, normally we don't trust ladies for uh, testimony. But we trust certain ladies to say, when they're bringing a get, uh, but we do not believe them to say, met ishazu. That's what we're trying to explain now. Certain ladies, we trust them to say, but we're not going to trust them to say that men ba'lazu. That's the Mishnah. So the Mishnah asks, Ma ben get lemita? What's the difference? If you're trusting a lady for a get, the Chalai should trust her mita. So the Mishnah says, Shaketav mochiyah. Because when they're coming to testify in the get, it's, yeah, it's them giving a test of but there's, there's a gate in the end. So the, the paper already speaks for itself to an extent. But when they're coming and saying, there's no ktab. And then when you see there's a difference between when something is in paper, isn't documented, and something is not. And therefore, uh, we're really so on the get, not their testimony per se. Therefore, the same thing over here. When the lady comes to the system of I'm sorry, the man. Comes from he doesn't have to even say that. He just comes to Asa with a get. So it's the get that's doing it. He can marry. You didn't make the get. Therefore, it's no hashash over here. Masheikh, no, that is a lie. Masheikh, in the case of uh, Met, it's partially relying on you, and therefore it's hashad. Comes the Mishnah Gemara continues. Met haraktiv haragnu lo yisa et ishto. In all those cases over here, the witness said, Met, or he says, I killed him, or he was killed, uh, we killed him. In all those cases, he cannot marry. So the Gemara makes a proper implication. He cannot marry. But it's mashma that the others, she will be able to get married. Gemara has a question. Ve'ha'amad of Yosef. Famous case. Peloni reba'ani le'onsi. A person comes in front of Betin and testifies. Peloni. This fellow, reba'ani, had a forbidden relation. She just talking about Mishkat Zachur. It's about another man. He had a forbidden relationship, he says, with me, le'onsi. Against my will. Now, if a person has an Isur, Mishkav Zakhur relationship, by force, he forces another man, so he's Hayab Mita. So this person over here is want to serve as a witness in the case against this fellow. But he's really testifying about himself. He's, the, he's, he's part of the case. So he's saying, Peloni Reba'ani Leonsi. Hu ve'acher mitztarfim lehorgo. Him and another witness can combine in order to kill this fellow. 
However, if he comes along and says Liritsoni, if he comes along and says Peloni Rebaani Liritsoni, means he did it, but he did it willingly, meaning I consented. So then already the Yosef says Rasha'u. So now already he's making himself a Rasha'u. That he committed Mishkat Zakhur on purpose. The Torah Amra Al-Tashit Yadecha Im Liot Et Hamas. Which means, since according to his testimony makes himself a Rasha, he becomes Pasu the Aidut. And therefore, his testimony is not going to have any weight. Legabedi Roveya. And therefore the same thing in the Mishnah. In the Mishnah, how did you tell me when he says Haraktiv, I killed him, you trust him to get somebody else. What are you talking? It's Rasha. Once he already saying he murdered, he's a criminal. So therefore, Al-Tashit Yadichan, Ed Hamas, Rasha cannot be a witness Bichlal, not for himself and not the Gaber, others. So what's the implication of the Mishnah, which according to Rabbi Yosef, he should be pasul le'edut, and therefore this one should not be accepted for him. How do you believe in the Gabir, somebody else? That's the question that the Gemara is asking against Rabbi Yosef. How did you learn the implication of the Mishnah? V'chitema, maybe you'll answer like this for Rabbi Yosef. Shani edut isha da'akilu be'rabbanan. Maybe you'll say, listen, edut isha, the rabbis made leniencies. As we do see, for example, all you need is one witness to testify that a man died. In certain cases, we even accept a lady to testify in this case over here. Why? Because we don't want the lady to remain in Aguna. Which means now she doesn't know is her husband alive or dead. As long as she doesn't know that status, she has to remain uh, in limbo. So therefore, the Hachamim were lenient when it came to Edut Isha. Edut Isha means a testimony to a lady that her husband died. So therefore, could be in a khanameh. Normally, we don't accept the testimony of a rasha. Mashaykin over here, maybe the Gabe others will accept it because of Shani Idutisha, the Akilube, Rabbanan. So Gabbara says, can't say that. Gazlan de Devrehen, you have a Gazlan. He's a thief. A thief, thief from the rabbis. Meaning he's not a Torah thief. He's not Hayav Gezelam in a Torah. He's just stealing with Rabbanan. What would that be? That would be a case, for example, of a gambler. For example, person wages. Masahik Mekuvia. He plays with dice. Now, when he puts the money on the table, so even though it looks like he's giving the money, Willingly, meaning he understands if he loses, he's giving the money. So therefore, the guy that takes that money is not stealing. The loser gave it over. However, this fellow over here is involved in what we call asmachta. Asmachta means he's relying that he's not going to lose. Nobody makes a bet anticipating they're going to lose. You're making the bet, hoping you're going to win. And therefore, even though he knows there's a risk, but when he loses, he doesn't give it over wholeheartedly. And therefore, the guy that's taking that money is considered Gazlan. He's taking money that really the one that lost the bet doesn't want to give. That's called in the halakha, Asmachta lo Kanya. And therefore, it's, it's not Gezim de Oraita. 
Yezimadoraita is a case where you went up to a guy and you grabbed something out of his hand by force and you took it. This case over here, he did give it over, but he didn't give it over wholeheartedly. So now let's talk about a person who's a Gazlan Midrabanan. Pirush, he's a gambler. What's his status to give testimony? So Minasheh said, Gazlan de Devrehem Kasher Le'edut Isha. Which means, in a case where a lady would be kosher to give testimony, this gambler also would be kosher. For example, Edut Isha would be a case that we're talking about now. To give testimony that a husband died. We accept Edut Isha. We accept the lady's testimony. So too we'll accept a Gazlan Devrehem to testify. However, Gazlan de Devre Torah pasun le'edut. But if he's a Gazlan Devre Torah, which means he committed a Isu Torah, he's not accepted. Pasun le'edut isha. And therefore, what do you see from over here? Rav Menasheh holds this no acceptance on a Isu Torah as a witness. And then will this witness go back to the case of Al Mishnah? Amishnah, the guy is incriminating himself on a Deoraita. He's saying, Haraktiv. Haraktiv is a Pasu Deoraita. So the Gemara says, Don't tell me Shani Edutisha that will be lenient. Will only be lenient for Gazlan de Devrehem. But when it comes to a Deoraita, we're not going to be lenient. So we're back to the question against Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef, how could you learn the Mishnah that says, By Haraktiv, he's only Pasu to marry the witness? She should be pasul to marry everybody because bottom line he is considered a rasha altashet rasha and this is a pasul deoraita so we're not going to make any dispensations over here the way that Benashe explains so the Gemara over here tries to deflect the question Gemara says Nema Rav Menashe de Amar Yehuda which means leave Rav Menashe. Rav Menasheh could be is following the opinion in our Mishnah of the Bihuda. Why? What did the Bihuda say in our Mishnah? The Bihuda said when he says Haraktiv, Haraktiv brought to Naseh. She cannot get married to anybody. So therefore, don't confuse Rav Menasheh over here. I'll tell you, Rav Menasheh really holds like the Bihuda. And I could say that what? That since he holds like Rabbi Huda, that's why uh, he holds that he's and this witness over here is a pasudo raita because he said halaktiv. Therefore, not to naseh to anybody. And according to this, the machlok between hachamim and Rabbi Huda is actually uh, do they uh, follow the opinion of Rav Menasheh? Which is Hachamim will say in the Mishnah when he says Harakti, although he's Asur to the witness, he's Mutar to other people, they don't go like Rabbi Nasheh. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda will subscribe to Rabbi Nasheh. Which is at this point we're understanding the Mahlokim in the Mishnah now, between Hachamim and Rabbi Yehuda, do they hold of Rabbi Nasheh or not? Rabbi Yehuda will hold of Rabbi Nasheh. Or Rabbi Nasheh will hold like Rabbi Yehuda, meaning that Rabbi Yehuda said Asur Gamre. What's the Pshat? He's a pasudo raita, harakti. Harakti, pasudo raita, ed, no good for anybody. Hachamim, they're all the rabbinashe. They'll say what? That even though he has a pasudo raita, doesn't matter. 
he can uh, be a good ad somebody else. So that's the first way of understanding. Comes the Gemara and says, Amalechad of Minashe. The Minashe says no. He can say like this. Ana de Amri Afilu de Rabbanan. Abinashe says, I could be going even like Rabbanan. How can I be going like Rabbanan? Rabbanan Matil, the Gabe Ahirim. The Tamad, the Rabbanan Acha. And you know what the reason of the rabbis is? Kidrava. They subscribe to the opinion of Rabbah. The Amarava. In the case over here where a person said, Peloni Rabbani Lirtsoni. So here, Rabbah has a very interesting shita. It's called Palginan Debura. We're able to split a person's words. Legabe, what he says about himself, you can't believe him. Because a person is related to himself. So whatever he says about himself, whether it's good or whether it's bad, is unacceptable in court. The rule is Adam Karov Na'asmo. Just like a relative cannot, relatives cannot testify, a person cannot testify about himself because he's related to himself. And therefore, Adam Karov La'atzmo. And therefore, no matter what he says about himself, whether he says something good about himself or whether he says something bad about himself, we cannot accept it. However, what he says, others will be accepted. Which means, we cannot believe him when he says, Peloni Rav'ani Lirtsoni. The Rav'ani, we can't believe. Because, in Adam Asimah Torah but the Gabeh Ploni Rava, the Gabeh, what he did, you can accept it. So he and another witness would be enough to incriminate that fellow. That's Rava Shita called Palginan Debura. We're able to split his words, which means you're cutting his testimony for what his Isur, you don't believe. Oh, so, but for what he's telling Gabeh, somebody else you do believe. So let's read that inside the Gemara. Damar Rava Adam Karov Etzelatzmo. <clears throat> right, a person is related to himself, and therefore he's not trusted to say anything good or bad about himself. And therefore, masim rasha. And therefore, a person cannot incriminate himself. Therefore, he's not believed the gabe when he said the vani, but he is believed the gabe the guy. Oh, now let's go back to Al Mishnah. Al Mishnah, when the guy comes along, and says halaktiv. Well, the gabe himself. We're not going to accept the testimony because the Gabeh himself is incriminating himself. He's a Rasha. However, the testimony that says the guy is killed, right? The Gabeh Ahirin, the Gabeh other people, so therefore the testimony can be accepted. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the Menashe will say like this <clears throat> I hold, you're right. Normally, when a guy testifies and he makes himself Pasu de Oraita, he's a Rasha, he cannot accept. Even by Edut Isha. But you know what? I cannot look at the banana in this Mishnah. And that's why I say he's not accepted for the witness himself. If the witness himself, his testimony is not accepted. However, we could palgina. I can say it's not accepted the Gabe himself to make himself a, a, a testimony. However, it will be accepted the Gabe somebody else. To say that, bottom line, the guy died. I can split the words. Don't believe him that he was the murderer. But believe him that the guy was murdered. 
Now, what you say the guy was murdered, so then for sure she should be permissible to somebody else, to remarry somebody else. So the Rabbi Nasheh, according to this, is really saying, I also agree with the rabbis. Understand what we're saying? Which means now, according to the way we're understanding the Machloket, really, everybody holds of uh, Rabbi Nasheh. Even the rabbis can hold of Rabbi Nasheh. It's just that they're going to say what? They're going to use the Sivara of Palginan. That's what Sivara Rava holds. And if you hold the Sivara of Palginan, it's not a problem. The only question is, Rav Yosef, who argues on Rava, Rav Yosef doesn't hold of Palginan. Rav Yosef holds that when the guy says, Peloni, Ravani, Lirzoni, he's a Rasha. You don't split the word, it's unacceptable. Oh, so back to the question. According to Rabbi Yosef, when the guy says Haraktib, he should not be believed to anybody. How can the Mishnah come along and say he's believed the Gabi So the Gabi says, Lema Rabbi Yosef, De'amar can be Yehuda. The only way he can fit Rabbi Yosef Lechaura is if you say he goes like Rabbi Yehuda. Because Rabbi Yehuda says when he says Haraktib, not to Naseh. So therefore, Rabbi Yosef must go like that opinion. Yosef, He no, I can be going even like the rabbis. How could that be? Veshani edut isha banan. Which I can say like this. Really, Rabbi Yosef generally holds no palgin and the Buddha. And therefore, when the guys say Rasha, really you don't accept this witness testimony, throw him out bichlal. However, in Yadutisha, will be Mekir. So then what Rabbi Yosef says, I can even go in like the banan. Oh, the Rabbi the Amar, can be Yehuda. Now, what is Rabbi Nasheh going to hold? Because according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Nasheh, the only reason why we made him like the banan is because he held Palginan. But according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef doesn't know the Palginan. So therefore he has to put Rabbi Nasheh like Rabbi Yehuda. So therefore, according to the Maskanat Gemara, it's really possible that really everybody holds of Rav Nasheh's rule. The question is, Yehuda's going to say Rav Nasheh's rule applies in all cases, and the Rabbana will say Rav Nasheh's rule we agree with, but it just doesn't apply by Edut, Isha, because Rabbanan were Mekel. Comes the Gemara and continues. Harraktiv, Harraknuhu. It should be noted that that which we say in Adam Masimit is only in the case of uh, where he's incriminating himself to Malkut or a different type of punishment of Betin. However, he is able to incriminate himself to Gabe Mamonot. Monetary, for example, can say, I owe the money, so then he is indeed believed. Comes the Gemara and continues. We said in the Mishnah, according to Rabbi Yehuda, Haraktiv, Haragnuhu, Tenaseh. Meaning, when he came to the case of Haraktiv, Lot Tenaseh, she cannot get married to anybody, because we learned already, En Adam Asimit Rasha, he's out for everything. We don't say Palginan, we don't say anything good. Lechaura, Haragnuhu, what is he saying? We killed him. And Rabbi Yehuda allows him. This lady to get married to Ahirim. What do you mean? He was part of the murder. Mm. It's the same uh, logic of the first case. He's still a little Rasha. And therefore his testimony should be thrown out. So there's Maishina Ragtivu, Maishina Ragnu. What's the difference between the cases? Amar of Yudah, Beomer Ani Hayiti Im Horgav. Haragnu just says, I was with the murderer. But I was not 
part of it. So therefore, he himself is not a rasha. Therefore, it's just totally believed. Va'atanya, the Gemara brings a proof. This va'atanya is binihuta. It's not a question; it's bringing a proof. Amru lo Yehuda. The rabbis told Rabbi Yehuda, There was a story with a certain thief. That the Betin was killing the thief. At the crossing of Kaputkia. The Betin was going to hang him. So before the robber was put to death, he said, Go to the wife of Shimon ben Kohen and tell him, When I was entering the city of Lud, I killed this lady's husband. And some say, When he entered the city of Lud. And you see what? The rabbis allowed this fellow's wife to get married. So you see what? Even though who's gave the testimony? A ganav. The man was a ganav over here, but still you see, you accept the testimony. Just like the shitab the hachimim of the Mishnah. That even though they come along and testify, you believe in the gaber that he was dead. You don't believe in the gaber when he says that he was the murderer, let's say. But you believe the bottom line, the guy is dead. So that's against the Rabbi Yudah. So Rabbi Yudah said, Misham Raya. You bring a proof of that story? All that robber said on that day was, I was with the murderers. So therefore, I didn't participate in the murder itself. Therefore, we bring a proof to the Be'udah. That just like in this story, Omer, the clearly said, if he's, if he's part of the murder per se, then Badai not going to believe him. But this case, Omer, the reason why he's believed, because he just said, Ani ha'iti morgav. Ve'halistim ketani. So what are you talking about? The Pasuk says, or the story says over here, Listim. Right, it says, Ma'asib bin Listim Ehad. She had Sadi Hareg. And what's the question over here? The Braita says ah, that the guy was a Listim. Listim means he's a Rasha. Which means, how did they accept the testimony at all from him? Which means the guy saying now, according to me, that's not all the guy said was uh, he's uh, he, he was there. So what? According to you, Rabbi Yehuda, you hold that if a guy's a rasha, you cannot accept his testimony. Bichlal. Understand the question over which he's a robber. So forget about the. the you, you took him away from the case of the murder. You change his testimony, you told him all he said was, I was there. So what? But if the guy's a robber himself, he's a rasha, and according to the Buddha, even that testimony should not be accepted. He said, no. When it says listim, it means he got caught again in the group of robbers, but he himself was not a robber. Who is killing him? The Goim. The Goim, they kill for anything. They're not Bedayik. And therefore, really the guy was not a Raja. 
And therefore his testimony was a testimony, because he really didn't say, I killed the husband. He said, I was there. Kosher witness technically, giving testimony not that he did anything wrong, so to speak. So therefore that's why the rabbis allowed the wife to remarry. It's a proof to the Be'uda, and that's the case of the Mishnah. When the Mishnah says, Haragnuhu, means I was there with the group that killed him, but I myself didn't kill him, therefore she's permissible to even marry others. The Mishnah continues. Hehacham she'asar et ha'isha beneder al ba'ala, ha'reze lo yisa'ena. Which means, let's say a lady made a certain neder, she vowed abstinence against her husband. She's not going to have any hana'ah from her husband. And the husband did not nullify the nedir. And now she came in front of the hakam in order to absolve herself from the vow. And the rabbi could not find a, a loophole, a petah to absolve her. Therefore the law is she must get divorced. So the Mishnah says the rabbi that absolved her from the vow, he should not marry her. Why? Again, because the people are going to suspect. So the reason why he couldn't find the petach is because he wanted to get her divorced, in order they can go marry her. So when they keep himself above the suspicion, they do not allow him to marry. Mi'ana, if he was part of the betting, that uh, was at the ceremony where a girl was a minor, fulfilled the uh, ceremony called Mi'un, where she refuses to be with her husband, that's like a get for a minor, mm-hmm. or let's say made Halitza, the process of Halitza in front of him, Yisa'ina. The rabbi who officiated that ceremony can marry. Why? Because he's not the only one, it's part of the betin. Halitza, as well as Mun, has to be done in front of three rabbis. So therefore, we don't suspect that the three rabbis got together in cahoots in order to allow uh, this one to be free to marry. One is Hashad, but not on three. Comes the Gemara and says, Ha, hitira yisa'inna. Gemara says, Let's say over here, where a hakam uh, was matir a lady to be with a husband. Meaning, the lady made a vow. Came to the rabbi, and the rabbi said, no problem, the vow was not a vow, and therefore allowed her to go back to her husband. And then what happened? The husband died. So then the implication of the Mishnah is what? Yisa'inna. Be no problem. Because in this case over here, you see there's no suspicion. On the contrary, the rabbi brought the lady back to husband. And then the husband died subsequently. So then for sure, it would be permissible for him to marry. Look at Rashi. Ha-hitira ve-harkach met-ba'la. Oh, girsha, yisarishen kan hajda. Kebra says, bemai askina. What exactly is the case we're talking about over here? If we're talking about one rabbi, one rabbi cannot matir a neder. 
Tana, hatanat nedarim b'shlosha. What do you mean? Minimum, you need three rabbis to be matir the neder. Oh, so if that's the case, ve'ela betlata mi hashidi. If the case is talking about three, so then there shouldn't be a hashar even when he was osir. Because bottom line, we said in the Mishnah, V'hatenan, Mi'ana o shechalza b'fanav, Yisa'ena mepneshu betin. So the Gemara is saying, if there's three rabbis we're talking about over here, we don't understand the case of the Mishnah. Which means, if it's three, the Kharat should be mutar. Because we don't have a hashash on a betin. So the Gemara says, Le'olam behad. Really, I'll tell you the case is talking about where one rabbi was matir and one rabbi was osir. Oh, how could that be? Uchtabala faizdamar of Yohanan biyahid mumheh. How can I mean biyahid mumheh? Which is, if there's one rabbi who's an expert in the field, so then already yahid mumheh is considered like a betin. So that's the implication of the Mishnah. If you have a yahid mumheh that's osir, he's a suit to marry this lady, because it's hashad. But if that same yahid was matir, and then the husband died, no problem. Uh, we said, what do you mean? Uh, I, I, to be matin, needs three. No, it's yachid, it's yachid, Comes the Gemara continues. Mi'ana o shechalza. Right, we said that's already a beti. Ta'amad de beti. It's mashuk because she had a beti of three. Ha betre, lo. But smashma two is not enough. Now the chaura. What's the difference? Just like you don't say a hashash on three people, there shouldn't be a hashash either on two people. Like the Gemara says, Let's say you have witnesses that signed a sale on a, a sale of document of a field. Let's say they signed as witnesses on a get isha. The rabbis don't suspect the these witnesses now that they can't marry this lady. Which means a regular case. Two witnesses signed a get. You're going to tell me that none of these witnesses can marry this lady because their names were on the get? It's not so. Because even by two people we don't say hashad. So why did the Mishnah say that if they perform the ceremony of a mi'un or a get of three people, you don't only need three people, even two people already there's no hashad so Gebara says he gufa kamash malan no it's teaching you a separate hadush you're right two people there's no hashad but the Mishnah is teaching you another hadush that what? la pukeh meman damar mi'un bifne shnayim because there's an opinion that holds that mi'un can be done in front of two people kamash malan mi'un begimal now the Mishnah is teaching you a side point that mi'un has to be done in front of three but the Gebara ha'alakha Two already is enough, which means a uh, ceremony was, not a mute ceremony, but uh, a, a, a testimony, whatever it is, if it's done in front of two people, we're not worried about a hashad. But still, you know, mute needs, no, hashad needs three. That's what the Mishnah is going out of its way to say. the opinion that says two. But the Gabe, our deen of hashad, two already is enough. Now we have a question. Kanas mahu. Gabbara is asking a question. Rashi says, Ahacham v'amevi get guy. On two cases. On the first case is the hacham. The hacham we said if he was matir the lady to go free, he cannot marry. Correct? Because it looks like it's a setup. Meaning, if he allowed uh, to get divorced, he was osera. Meaning, okay, matir the shuk or. Get her a divorce. The point is, he cannot marry because it's hashad. Right? Let's say he married her. What's the deen? 
Do we knasim? Do we make them uh, separate? Or in the case of Mevigit, the last Mishnah, Mevigit, Mevidinatayam, where we said they have to say, So since the kid is coming from the Rosalia, we said he cannot marry this lady. Let's say he did. What's the deal? Maushi Yotzi. Ravkana Amar Kanas Mosi. Ravkana says, Mosi, break it, divorce. Ravashi Amar Kanas Enomosi. Ravashi argues, this is Enomosi. Tanilehu Ravzute Debe Ravpape Kedevreha Omer Kanas Enomosi. So the rabbi learned like the opinion that said Enomosi. Amnu Leda Rabbanan Ravashi. So when the rabbis, they tell that Ravashi, because Ravashi's deen was Enomosi. They told him, where did you get that from? Gamra or Sevara? Did you have just a tradition or do you have a logic? Amar Leu Manitini. So what do you want? He said, Mishnah. Hanit'an Mishifha Vinishtahrira. Yesterday's Mishnah. There was rumors that a guy went with a Shifha. Okay? Or Vidit Kukhavim. And the Shifha subsequently got free so that she became a full Jewess. Me'avodat Kukhavim Vinitgaira. Or she, he had rumors that there was rumors that he went with a goya, and then she eventually converted. Because we don't want him to feed into the rumors. However, vim kanas en motzi. So what's the logic over here? If he got married, we let them stay. Logic alma birnana lo When it comes to just rumors and talk, we're not going to be motzi. So therefore, over here also, what is it? It's just uh, no, no. It's not like the case of Eshet Ish. The case of Eshet Ish in the Mishnah we learned was talking about there was Eidim. Eidim already v'dayosi. That's that's more than rumors. That's uh, substantiated. Mashiach in the first case over here, we're just rumors. Hey, he went with a goya. He went with a goya. You know what? Even though she converted, don't get involved. Why? Well, because if you get to get involved, it looks like it happened. But if he got involved, if he did marry, stay. Because the rule is bernana. From rumors, lo nafkinan. So to over the hakam, he didn't do anything wrong. It's just rumors. Oh, he probably set up this case away that he'll make the divorce so he can marry her. Uh, he shouldn't marry because we don't want to feed into the rumors. But if he did, bernana, lo nafkinan. Baruch Adonai le'olam. Amen. Amen.